Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today, we've got a great story of malicious compliance, all centered around the age-old story of do your chores and I'll get you a reward. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, can't remove the charge? Well, I'll just use it then. In the early 2000s, when I first moved out on my own, I rented from a complex that charged you for assigned parking. It was an upcharge of $25 a month. If you didn't get assigned parking, you would have to fight for a space on the street. My apartment was in the back of the complex, and I was getting over a recent knee and ankle injury, so I opted for paid parking that was relatively close to my front door. My car was a junker, three years older than I am, but it ran semi-okay and the heater worked. As a newly minted adult, I was happy to have it. About three months into my lease, my car went to the great scrap heap in the sky. I had gotten used to the local transit system and discovered a nearby store would drop off groceries for me. This was long before Walmart and other stores started doing it, so it was cheaper than figuring among supplies on the bus. So I opted not to replace the car and utilized the bus pass my work reimbursed me for. I went to my leasing office and told them that I no longer needed the space and would you please remove the extra charge from my bill. The manager at the desk was new and had never been asked that before. She promised to look into it and let me know. I was naive and figured it would be gone come next month. Nope, it was still there. I paid all but the parking space and called up the complex. Same girl. She said she was awaiting word from higher-ups and offered me a credit for the charge as a one-time courtesy. I reminded her that I no longer owned a car, I hadn't just changed my mind. I told her that the space had been empty for close to a month now and that I won't be utilizing it. She said she understood loud and clear and would get it sorted by next month. Three days before the rent was due, she finally got back to me. Apparently it was in my lease and couldn't be removed without breaking the lease and signing a new one. Even if I didn't move out, the lease breaking and initiation fees would be charged to me and my rent would go up to the new current market value. This would be over $1,000, so not an option for someone freshly on their own. I kept the parking space on the lease. Three weeks later, I was reviewing my lease to get the phone number for maintenance and noticed the clause for the parking space. Essentially, I could park a motorcycle, scooter, such as a Vespa, car, truck, SUV, or trailer in the space. Gears were turning. For me to be in compliance, I had to have wheels on anything parked in my space. So I went to my local version of Craigslist and found a wheeled container similar to a shipping container. It wasn't cheap, but it was worth every cent. The complex offered storage sheds at an upcharge too. Being fresh out of high school, I didn't have much to store. My neighbor, though, did. I threw a lock on the unit and offered it to my neighbor for half the cost of a shed, $35 a month. He was able to move his stuff out of the storage unit where he was paying over $100 a month, and the container was available 24-7-365. He was happy for the arrangement and paid several months in advance. 
The complex put several tow stickers for out of compliance on the trailer, but I called the tow company and faxed them a copy of the lease where it says trailers are allowed. The container was registered with the county as a utility trailer, so there's nothing they could do. They tried to fine me for improper parking, but again, I had proof I was within my rights. They even offered to remove the charge for parking on my lease if I would relocate the container. With what my neighbor was paying, I could cover my water bill every month, so I declined. I stayed 18 months and sold the trailer to my neighbor when I moved out. He had to rent a car to relocate it to his assigned space, but he said it was worth the couple hundred he paid. He ended up saving over a thousand dollars a year renting from me. Other neighbors even started bringing in their own containers too, even if it meant getting a second space. Sheds were being vacated at such a large volume, the complex tried to give them away at six months free. Few took them up on it. The complex amended the new leases to exclude trailers, but could do nothing about those that already had them in the spot. Instead of moving out and giving notice, renters would reassign their lease to new people so they could be grandfathered into the trailer clause. I drove by the facility two years or so after I moved out, going to a friend's for Thanksgiving. The complex had been sold to a new owner and changed their name. But wouldn't you know, there were still about a dozen wheeled shipping containers parked in the lot. I love this story because if you're going to go and be unrelenting and you're not going to work with people who are paying you thousands of dollars over a measly $25 upcharge, they deserved this. This is exactly what they reaped from what they sowed. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is Extra Black Olives, another pizza-related malicious compliance story. I used to work at one of the top four most well-known pizza establishments. No, not the one named after a popular tile-based tabletop game. Not the one named after a father figure named Jonathan. Or the one named after a small amount of a salad dressing named after a Roman emperor. That should narrow it down pretty well, right? Anyways, we had a customer who always called near closing and asked for extra black olives. I would always put exactly what we were told to put for toppings, and then add the exact amount we were told to put for extra. Well, every time these people would call back and say there wasn't enough, and that the cook hadn't put extra black olives on. Even though I definitely had, because I was the cook, and the only one in the store at this time since we would only staff one person in the store, the manager on duty, and one or two drivers, 10 to 11 p.m. So, because I made the pizza, I knew their claim about there not being enough was BS. But part of our training for complaints was blast. Believe, listen, apologize, satisfy, and think. So even though I knew there were plenty of black olives, I would make them another pizza and send it out. A lot of times this would cause both myself and a driver to have to stay late, and these customers were extremely rude and never tipped. For some reason, they were always satisfied with the amount on the second pizza, even though I just remade it and put the same amount of extra on as the first one. That was because they were just trying to get a second pizza free, and it had worked for them numerous times in the past. Well, after going through the same thing nearly once a week or two for a couple of months, I decided I was done, and that I would play a bit of a game of my own. The next time they ordered, when they called and asked for extra black olives, I decided I would just go ahead and put a little more than extra on so they wouldn't have to call back, right? 
Well, guess what? They did call back and, as always, very rudely claimed there weren't enough olives. There were a ton of them. It was at this point that I decided I would comply with their wishes. So on the second pizza, I covered the entire top completely with black olives. You literally couldn't see anything underneath them at all. The original extra olive pizzas didn't seem good to begin with, but to be honest, I knew this one probably wasn't even edible. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. The customer called back, rudely yelling as expected, so I told him that I'd put more than the amount we were supposed to for extra on the first pizza, and it wasn't enough for them, so I made sure I put enough on the second so that they wouldn't have to call back for a remake, since they loved black olives so much. I also told them that the jig was up. I knew they were using the black olive thing to get free pizza and that we weren't going to be remaking any more orders from them. Surprisingly, they did continue to order from us, but after that night they were always fine with the amount of black olives on the first pizza sent out. Hey, if it keeps on working for them and they keep getting nice, super oliveed up pizza the way they like it, I mean, keep doing it till the wheels fall off, I suppose, right? I mean, I guess what's the worst outcome? They get banned from the store? Probably for the best if they did get banned, they'd save some money. Our next story is, clean the house and I'll buy you this laptop. Okay, sure thing, mom. Okay, so I don't have many stories that fit this sub, but I do have one that fits at least during my 27th birthday. When it comes to gift giving in the family, my family thinks you're too old at a certain point for gifts. 
or thinks what you're asking for is childish, with me being the big time gamer and anime nerd, I was pretty much told to pound sand and just get the simple boring stuff you get for birthdays and Christmas, which is money. It got to a point I just didn't ask for anything, as some treated it like a crime if you did it in this family, especially my mom and older brother. Though this changed come my 27th birthday as COVID was raging. I was getting more into PC gaming as we couldn't leave the house for much. I noticed the laptop I got just wasn't good enough, so I casually asked my mom if I could get a new laptop for my birthday. She was interested at first if it meant to help with school, as I showed interest at the time heading back for my graduate degree. I'm halfway through a master's degree right now. Woot. I was direct, told her the laptop was gaming and that I wanted to play better PC games. She said no, but I asked, I'll do anything for it. Mom likes taking advantage of me, so when she hears me say that, she says, Okay, if you clean up the house, I'll get you the laptop. You see about my mom is that she thinks I'm lazy and don't like cleaning up at all. I think the list of tasks was cleaning up the kitchen, bathroom, and living room. Since this was weeks before my birthday, I took charge and got all of this done in a week. I told my mom I was done, and she said, Okay, do this next. My mom has this habit of moving the goalpost when you prove her wrong, so she kept adding task after task to a point I pretty much became a one-man cleaning crew and cleaned up all of the house. It came to a point where she would be coming home from work and realize I was cleaning up things that didn't get cleaned for months. She tried to weasel out of our agreement by saying I shouldn't get a laptop for cleaning or that I was scamming her. Thankfully, I reminded her of what she said, and I think she thought I wouldn't be this bent on getting a new laptop. She did come through, and before you ask, I didn't make her pay anything insane, as the laptop was retailing at $1,500, but was on sale for $600. It feels good to be able to play most Steam games, and I've called this lovely lady the Beast. If anyone's interested, I can take pictures of the cool stickers I've put on the laptop. I'm proud of this laptop as it's a symbol of what happens when hard work and dedication pays off. It also shows my mom can be pretty cool when she wants to be. I hope this fits, but either way, thanks for reading. If someone was to pay $600 for a house cleaning, I think it's only fair value if OP cleans literally just about every single nook, cranny, and bedroom. Everything from ceiling down to floor, every nook and cranny of every toilet, I think it's only a fair exchange if OP had done all that stuff that honestly probably hasn't been done for months. That said, our final story of the day is, want me to spell your name correctly? Fair game. This story took place quite a while ago, but something reminded me of it and I thought I'd share. I was working remotely in a company with coworkers from all over the world and the culture there was actually quite nice. I really enjoyed everyone I got in contact with. In all my time there, I'd never experienced any bad blood between anyone. To put it simply, everyone was very understanding of each other and open-minded. Enter a guy who I'll call Jose for simplicity. You see, Jose had a special character in his name, something that I'd noticed but never really addressed because why would I? When emailing him, tagging him in different places, etc., his name obviously didn't carry that special character, but he still used it on our messaging platform. One day, I needed to send him a private message, and I started off with a simple, Hey Jose, he did mention that he'd like me to spell his name correctly, and I honestly thought it was all in good fun, but I explained that I'd never used that character before in writing, my keyboard wasn't set up for it, etc. I thought that was the end of that, but apparently no. 
I wasn't immediately pulled aside by a higher up, but during a one-on-one meeting later on, I was told I should be mindful of other people's names. I could tell that the person delivering this news wasn't thrilled about it, but the issue had been escalated nonetheless, so they had to remind me. I thought nothing of it since I had very little to do with Jose anyway. But lo and behold, a couple of months later I had to message him again, this time in a group setting. After a little back and forth, I thanked everyone individually for their input, and because I'd forgotten about the name incident before, I simply said, thank you Jose, without the accent over the E. You can imagine that during my next one-on-one, the issue was brought up again. This time I was a little miffed, but I said, you know what, you're right, I'm clearly in the wrong here. Cue malicious compliance. You see, my name also has a special character, but it's not a frequently seen one since I'm from an Eastern European country. Safe to say that nobody else in the company even knew of its existence. I also assured people that they could call me by my English name, which is much easier to pronounce. Well, not anymore. During that same one-on-one, I told my higher-up that I now expect everyone to call me by my correct name, special character and all. Would you be surprised if I told you that Jose was one of the first to complain that my special character isn't easily accessible on his keyboards? He actually had the audacity to contact me privately to complain that his name was a special case, since it's more widely used, and the special character is well known, whereas mine isn't, and I shouldn't feel special about it. To make matters worse, the next times I had to write down his name, and I made sure I did it often, I didn't actually type it down but instead copied and pasted it from Google. And it would always without fail paste the Wikipedia article about his name too. So my message looked clunky as all heck. Nobody judged me for it, and Jose avoided me like the plague whenever he could. Trouble was, he needed me more than I needed him so he was forced to suffer by writing out my name properly far, far more often than I guess he expected. Honestly, I totally understand if you want your name spelt correctly. I mean, it's hard to expect people to do it considering it's not a common thing to have the accented letters on an English keyboard. You definitely gotta go a little out of your way to get it. At least on the phone it's easier, I think you can just press and hold the letters. But yeah, if you're gonna request that privilege, You better pass it around to other people too, and not act like you're special because your name's a little bit more common. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.